to episode of the Nintendo Retain Podcast. I am Triforce Todd, and joining me today is Wario Will. Oh boy, are we in the middle of it all. Like, yeah, last week it was like, okay, we had some de- decent news, and the Nintendo just decided to flood us with the, with many news this week. <laughs> like, yeah, we're still sorting these all these news out. Holy moly. Yeah, I mean, we had some news last week, but it wasn't, like, the priority. Whereas this one's like, we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a lot, a lot. We got lots to talk about, lots and lots. And to help us out with these lots and lots of news is Skulk and Scott. Hooray, I have multiple layers now because I need to be warm. <laughs> yeah, yep, okay. it's getting cold, yep. Okay, so funny thing about that, like, last week I was freezing before my birthday. And then all of a sudden it got like really warm on my birthday and it stayed mostly consistent. Like I'm still cold ish at night, but it's not like I'm freezing like it was say like beginning of November. Mm-hmm. And it's really over. Like right now it's fifty five, but it feels like seventy. So I don't know. Weird stuff, man. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like it's just straight. Yeah, like I know, like during the the marathon, New York marathon here in New York, it was like a good solid 60, 60 degrees, and now it's like suddenly dropped down. So it, we're we're definitely heading into winter soon. Indeed, win- win- winter is coming. <laughs> but I don't want it to come. I don't, I don't care what you want. It winter is coming. I just told you. So, uh, it's pretty. He had to die like in every single thing he's in <laughs> although actually that is a misnomer i can think of at least three things he does not die in all right national treasure <laughs> uh, i know right uh percy jackson the olympians he was zeus and what was the third one uh oh i knew uh, there was a third one i know there was uh there was a tv show where it was about him not dying i suppose but i won't count that one anyway sean bean if you can't tell uh, but we do have a busy show for you tonight. And sadly, uh, Falcon Faith is not going to be with us, but we will uh, maintain her spirit and honor as we totally don't bash Chris Pratt throughout this podcast. <laughs> not at all. Heaven Must forever. carry on. Yes, carry on my way. We're done. Or daughter in this case. Uh, or sister in my case. Anyway, but we'll get it all started with what have you been playing? I will start. Because I have been playing Star Ocean, the second story R, which is not a long name at all. <laughs> and I've now the good news is, is I have gotten a good chunk of the game done. I'm about 12, 13 hours in, give or take. Uh, I got the game on late Friday night, so I didn't play it till Saturday when it was my birthday weekend. And I've uh, been playing it on and off ever since. And I had I had an epiphany as I was going through this, these first, like, 12 hours. I don't know how long the game is. Uh, Scott, do you know how long the game is? Because you were a fan of this one. Which one? Star Ocean. Oh. um, Yeah, it's about a 30, 40-hour okay. run. Okay, so it's good. it's not the longest, but it does uh, it does ramp up in difficulty later on. Good. Well, yeah, I got, I got a lot plenty to talk about with the difficulty. Because <laughs> um, it, for me, it's been it's been hard at times. We'll get to that. Uh, so I had my epif- an epiphany during these first 12 13 hours and i shared it on the discord and it wasn't well received my epiphany but i gotta say it like it is and that's a sad fact that no not sad fact true fact that uh star ocean is better than starfield yes yeah yep. yeah yeah <laughs> like, like the thing i kept repeating about starfield going uh, through my run which like star ocean i can only do in fits and bursts was you know you gotta get to, like the first 10 hours and it really ramps up and i'm like well that's kind of the problem isn't it and then, but in contrast, in Star Ocean, I've already felt like I've had like an almost an entire storyline yeah. going down, and I know that there's a lot more coming up just because I know Star Ocean 
from uh, Till the End of Time, which is still one of my favorite games of all time. And I know that they, they start out in the fantasy world, then they go to the sci-fi world, and then things usually get merged, and it's really crazy. So, And I remember the trailer, and I haven't met like, any of the real villains, so I know there's a lot to come. <laughs> Thank you, trailer, for spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to get dark. But uh, it's just not even close. I remember, this is a game from 1999? 2000 uh, something like that like it was I PS1. remember when it first came out yeah it, it was, was, it, was it was a while ago <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was at least 20 years it's, i feel comfortable in that 20 years at least and like the story the characters the battle system even though yes it's had some upgrades you know it all feels fun and fresh and i like and i i'm enjoying what i've been doing and i i feel like i've done meaningful stuff even when i'm doing like quote-unquote fetch quests or trying to recruit certain characters like like celine uh who's one of my favorites and yeah, 1999. Thank you. Okay, so 24 years, give or take. So yeah, yep. this game 24 years ago is better <laughs> than a game <laughs> that took uh, what eight years to develop. And... The game of the generation, though. Yes, game of the generation. <laughs> Not even close. So I'm I'm enjoying this heavily, and again, and, and I I'm not going to deny I'm slightly biased because of uh, Star Wars until the end of time. Because that that heavily influenced me as a gamer and as a just as a person, but I'm not. I, I've made. A, I would hope I've come across as honest in my reviews and everything. And when I like something, I'll tell you. When I don't like something, I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> just look at my Wonder review. I gave it a four out of five because I was rather honest about how I felt about certain things. And just look at my Thor: Love and Thunder review when you want to see mercilessly <laughs> still sucks. Um, but no, I'm really enjoying this game. My biggest problems right now is twofold and one's a personal thing and one i feel is just how things go and that's the battle system now the battle system is fun it's frenetic you have to pay attention but that's also the problem it's you have because of how close the camera is to the characters you sometimes get lost in the action and then all of a sudden two of your characters are ko'd and you're just like quickly quickly i gotta do resurrection elixirs and and then but you can only do one at a time because then the item gauge has to recharge which i do not like at all and I've lost battles that way. Now, thankfully, they let you retry, and you can, you know, augment some things or even change the settings, which I have done in the past, just to get through, like, a boss fight once. Um, but it, it is annoying when you're like, okay, we totally got this, and all of a sudden, like, two of your characters KO. I'm like, well, who hit them? <laughs> like, I just got, I won't spoil anything, but I just got to a key part in the game where we're facing, like, these, a nicer, a higher level of monster. And some of them have spells that could just, like, wipe out your party. And so I'm like, okay. I gotta take out these spellcasters every time first or they're gonna kill me. So I'm going after these spellcasters and I'm thinking, okay, we've totally got this. Then all of a sudden one of my characters turned to stone. Okay, turn them out of stone. Then another character gets paralyzed. Okay, I got the paralyzed cure. And I was like, this is on and on and on and on and on. It's it's really it's it's one of those systems that's easy to learn but hard to master because there's yes. so <laughs> much going on. And yes, tell the end of time was like that, but I feel there was better like just camera usage in that game. Uh, the pace was a little slower, so you weren't like totally overwhelmed. Also, you controlled three characters in that game versus four in this one. Uh, not to mention your uh, what was it called the uh, art, the assault formation, which that's actually a plus in this game is that they <laughs> they have added to where not only can you call in your your non-using party members who get leveled up along with you, which I was so grateful for, because I remember until the end of time I had to like level up constantly mm -hmm. to get like my top three characters to the right level, which I believe was Fate, Nell, and Albel. Yeah, uh, you had to grind a lot. I had to grind so much, but in this one they level up 
rather nicely, so I appreciate that. But they, you also get the ability to summon the other Star Ocean characters. It's so cool. So uh, right now I have Latencia from the most recent game. Uh, Last Hope? Was that the last one? The Divine Force. Divine Force, right? Uh, Divine yeah, yeah. Which I know you did not like, Scott, because of how... it, it was all right, but yeah. yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, it wasn't second story or Till the no. End of Time. No, no, I understand that. And uh, I got I got Fate Line God from Till the End of Time, which made me feel really great because I really liked Fate's character. <laughs> um, but yeah, the battle system's really chaotic at times, and that will hinder some people. But it, you can get used to it. You can adapt. And again, they let you retry every time you die. So it's not like oh, I have to go back to the save point and blah blah blah. So you know, they have made the modern amenities nice. I appreciate that. The second thing is that uh, Will's gonna hate me for this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, boy. Uh, it's about the relationships. Um, <laughs> so in the game, which I, which I found out, I think like just through guides and whatever, you can affect the. There's like a lot of endings in the game, and it it, it changes based on your relationships with the other characters, which is fine. I, I appreciate that. That's typical RPG stuff. Uh, so far, and I know I'm only like, let's just say a third of the way, in, I'm like, let's say 13 hours, so a third of the way through the game. Um, it's very obvious that they want me to be with Reyna. Like, the, she is the easiest to get hearts with. She has the most, uh, personal actions, as they are called. Um, I can make a joke here, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> oh, personal action. Oh, dear. Um, you, you know, she has the most personal actions. And then even just in the main storyline, they make it clear that Reyna and Claude can't get enough of each other. And, <laughs> so basically, they're pulling a Falcon, basically putting their own personal <laughs> cannon shipping. Pretty much. Like, look, uh, this is a small spoiler, but there's a point where Claude gets separated from the party, and when she gets, when he gets back with the crew, uh, which at this point was about six characters, um, Reyna literally runs up to him, and through the sprites, you can tell that they're hug, and she go, she literally goes, I don't know where I would be without you. I'm like, oh, there's a, your Hallmark moment. And <laughs> even Celine goes, uh, you know, if I didn't think about you two before, I certainly do now. And like, <laughs> even the other characters are like, you, they're going to get together. But there's a problem with that. When you actually look at the other situations, uh, Claude, I picked for the record, you can pick Claude or Reyna, and obviously yep. they could get other characters, so I will enjoy doing a second run through with Reyna's uh, perspective later. And I, and you can tell, you can absolutely tell where the branches come, and I love that. But uh, there is Precious, not Precious, Precious, uh, <laughs> who has a clutch on Claude. There is, uh, oh, who's the other girl? There's this, there's a literally a girl who falls from the sky and collides, <laughs> and then she has a crush on Claude, and it literally, there's literally a, a conversation where Precious is actually asking Reyna if Claude has a girlfriend, and he, Claude can fake being with Reyna or fake wanting to be with Precious, and then Precious calls him out on it, and she goes, "Don't you even think about falling in love with me until you actually meet it." I'm just like, "What the heck is going on here?" <laughs> and if you look at my hearts right now, like the hearts of all the characters. Uh, Reyna is like almost totally full and you can even see like the love hearts around her avatar. I'm just like, how am I supposed to even try with the other characters if Reyna is the first one to get filled all the time? Filled up with hearts. Yeah. I, I don't know. So maybe it'll change later on. I don't know. But uh, it is a little on the nose. Okay, it's a lot on the nose. <laughs> okay, it's like, <laughs> at least try. <laughs> and, then, and then Claude had this whole like, I'm jealous of this dude, even though I really shouldn't be, because they have like a brother-sister thing going on, and yeah, I just can't stand this guy. I'm just like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, 
why can't we just like you know have a slower build up you know I'm just, I'm just saying but overall i'm really enjoying this game i will definitely be diving back into it tonight after the podcast and uh de- i'm definitely enjoying this as much as i did with till the end of time so far i'm not sure if it'll have the great twists up till the end of time but i again a lot of people say this is the best star ocean story so i'm definitely willing to find out and like i want to play this game Okay, that's there's another Starfield difference. I want <laughs> to see where this goes because I have meaning. There's purpose. I just got to a key storyline where certain things converge and was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see where that's going. But I gotta go do this thing first. So like, I want to continue, and that's the point of games, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just to beat it; it's to want to continue it. And I do. yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I will have I will do my best to have my review up by next week. So stay on the lookout for that. And uh, that's pretty much it. I, I, I got back into he- I got into heroes again because they have another Tempest trial. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the Ninja Banner. <laughs> yeah, the Ninja Banner. Very random. Although I do appreciate <laughs> them giving putting Heather in, who is a ninja, in her own way. She's really. Cool. I thought you would probably give give some uh, points to Zogius this time. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> like that at all. Ah. <laughs> okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Zelgius is the Black Knight. For those who don't know. He is like the strongest swordsman in the world. He has magical armor and a sword blessed by the goddess that specifically states you cannot pierce this armor or break this sword unless you have another goddess blessed blade like Ike with Ragnar. So my question is, why do we need to make him even more powerful? Okay? We don't need he doesn't need to be a ninja. Ninja just makes him more OP. <laughs> <laughs> okay like the dude moves in heavy armor like he's not wearing it now you want him to have ninja skills okay there's there's a line you do not make him over oh, too overpowered who do you think this is popeye or courage the cowardly dog and scooby-doo watch that death battle it's really good uh, <laughs> i just squeeze that in there i just squeeze that in there i mean like granted yes it was definitely interesting to see zelgius in a ninja outfit and like i i kind of get the smaller reference because they made him as a spear user and basically very reminiscent of yukimoto Sanada of of feudal Japan and all that if you, in feudal in in that history, but uh, I don't know he, he looks pretty decent if it goes. <laughs> I don't I don't really care, but it's just like when I saw Zelgius, I'm like really, <laughs> really. Also, can I? Here's another thing, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to deep rooted hatred for this one, ladies and gentlemen. There is no way that Sanaki would be a ninja. She ain't got the patience. <laughs> <laughs> that brat, yes, brat is. Uh, like, the most impatient person in the world. She would not dig the ninja style. Makaya, yeah, she probably could do it because she's used to being on the run. And I can I can acknowledge that to her story. I still don't like the character. She sucks. But, sorry, Veronica Taylor. Uh, <laughs> Veronica's the only good thing about Makaya. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, Zelgius, like, that's just too OP. Come on. He's already, like, the black swordsman. Now he's, now he's the black ninja swordsman? Really? No, thanks. <laughs> All right, uh, Will. How about you? What have you been playing? Uh, it has been generally more or less a light week, if anything else. Like you, I have been going back into Fire Emblem Heroes with the Tempest Trials, as, as you, like that. Yeah, but then unfortunately, RNG was not kind. But I didn't. I need to build up any orbs, orbs at the moment right now. Uh, but mostly it has been more more or less focused on the on the gotcha things, and I have been continuing on with Nikkei with the first uh, year anniversary event and. Yeah, compared to other gadgets at the moment right now, this thing really is a great story, and I'm not talking about good assets. <laughs> so, but yeah, the story itself is like, it, yeah, Red Hood is just absolutely 
it, 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 it is like surprisingly moving if anything else just like yeah once you see the storyline of course naturally it's the first anniversary of fully anime anime cutscenes and all that it's actually pretty darn good and again orange jesus has not been kind please red hood come home i do not want to spend my petty tickets to to buy you instead of earning it via rnj uh, but yeah either way like definitely check out if you get a chance to uh, check out Nikkei the Red Ash events and yeah also check it out go on YouTube go to Cosm- Cosmograph and uh, play the Red, a- Red Ash theme just because it it is just a, a great banger of a song so yeah by all means check out Nikkei if you want to and um it, yeah it's just all been a light week I haven't actually haven't gone back enough to go go back into my PS5 or the Switch uh, like again the last time I touched my Switch was in this Blackfest two weeks ago but that's just about it and uh, I know not recently that, that Fall Guys have been announced a new pass uh, which is a snack and pizza theme which is kind of a little bit disappointing granted the past things and especially with the whole situation at Epic Games and the team so it's a little bit disappointing so I'm not too uh, into going back into Fall Guys at the moment right now so yes and of course naturally next week is indeed Super Mario RPG as well as a certain another event we'll be getting to in our news events but yeah overall it has been just kind of light and given with the amount of games that's been coming out just pouring out of the woodwork is like yeah, I need a, I need some quiet time before it really I really have to, to, to really focus on another game, which is of course naturally some more RPG that's coming out next mo- week. So it's yeah, overall it's been just getting ready for the, the quiet before the storm. If anything else, yeah, I, I've been running a lot of news, like, especially in the last few days because of all the Nintendo stuff we'll, t- we'll cover. Mm-hmm. But one thing I, re- I I realized is that Nintendo had a really soft summer because mm-hmm. we had we had Tears of the Kingdom in May, and then we had Pikmin in July. And then we had, you know, Wonder in late October. And then, yeah, we, yeah, had, yeah. We, then we just had Wario. And now we're getting Mario again. So we went from having, like, very little in, like, three months to we have three AAA titles in, like, a month. Not yeah. even. <laughs> what are you trying to do to us, Nintendo? I mean, yes, we had the Pokemon DLC, but I don't really count that. Just nah. They really want you to use your PTO. <laughs> yeah, I actually, there's a there's an insider on Twitter called Stealth, and he was told by his boss that he hadn't taken enough vacation time. So he's like, okay, so he's taking out the entire week once uh, uh, Mario RPG comes off, comes out, <laughs> and he's just gonna play that for like a straight week. And I'm like, I I respect. <laughs> yeah. Also, before I get to Scott, I forgot to mention one thing about Star Ocean. Yes, it's still better than Starfield, but that's beside the point. Um. I feel, I honestly feel that this is the best use of the 2D HD style, period. Like, when you really, the trailers don't get to show it enough, but they use not just cut scenes, but the sprites in the, the open environment to create a really beautiful world. Like, you really see the details you wander through much more than Braille Default or uh, Octopath has done. Um, this is the new standard, in my opinion, because you're really like going through the environments instead of just like walking around them. Like you, you can rotate the camera in a 3D perspective, and it's just like, and everything is right there, and it's really, really cool. So uh, another great highlight. Now, yes, Starfield has better graphics. You get one thing. <laughs> you get one thing. But hey, when you're still getting outclassed by a sprite game remake from 1999, you still suck. <laughs> and I don't you think, well, Todd, don't you feel bad for bashing Starfield? Don't you think I feel bad for harming another Todd's work? 
Okay, but as recent shows like The Boys and Breaking Bad have taught me, not all Todds are good. Not all Todds are the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, someone please get that reference. Like, there's some, there's some evil Todds in fiction, and I am not amused, okay? Like, not, don't get me wrong, I could be evil when I want to be, but I'm nothing like those guys, okay? Alright, uh, now Scott, how about you? What have you been playing? Alrighty, so I went through and did the Genjin story this week, which... It's a very depressing story, by the way, but it ends happily. Ish. Ish. <laughs> story of our lives. It's happy-ish. There are some things that may not be as happy as the rest of the ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it's good because I also got the new Archon character, which is always <laughs> a plus. <laughs> Um, I also have been playing a lot of actually uh, Alan Wake this week. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Which is actually really good. Um, I mean, I wasn't gonna say it wasn't gonna not be bad, but I always like have kind of a bit of a, a grievance of thinking like some things can get overhyped whenever like someone goes in and says this is the best game ever because they play like three games a year or something. But <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, so yeah, exactly that kind of mentality. <laughs> But uh, it's actually, yeah, it's actually really good. I really like the creativity of using, like, the way that they have their, like, kind of, like, it's not just, like, a menu. Like, when you pause, like, say, quote-unquote pause, you go to something called the Mind Palace. And your character basically can put up uh, facts of just, like, what they discovered. They can also, like, look at some of the stuff that you've heard in the overworld. Like, if you've heard, like, a special song if you've heard like a recording on a radio tape or if you've seen like a video from someone's tv you can actually replay it all in your little mind palace which is kind of cool because it's like say you just want to get past this story beat because i don't know you're scared to death that if you don't if you wait too long something's going to attack you that has definitely happened to me a few times in the game (laughs) you can actually when you get done with that part you can just go back to your mind palace and actually watch it fully on the tv not having to worry about you're going to miss everything if you miss it. But the music they have is really good in the sense of it's like ambiance because it is a horror game. So it has really good ambiance. The sound design is really good. Also, when you get to the end of a chapter, they have like chapter music that's like really banging. It's just like when they that usually has like a pop or some kind of song that they've made that correlates with where you are in the story that you can actually listen to afterwards and also your mind palace that Mm. will allow you to go back and kind of like pick out some of the details because this game is a really interesting experience in the sense that it's the narrative is literally all over the place and like trying to make you figure out what's actually going on in this horror story that you're being written into and if you actually trust like alan wake if he's actually alan wake or stuff like that there's so much just stuff that's going on in the background that is actually really cool it's more just like it's it's a lot a lot of it is subtext and i think that i really like the way that they use a lot of the subtext like of course there's a narrative going on and your person saga anderson who's like the main big main character but you can also have alan wake he's he's they they call it dual pro tags but alan wake's kind of thing is just he's trying to survive and saga anderson is trying to figure out what the heck's going on so i kind of feel like saga has more of the things going on than alan wake at this point yeah i saw like the what do you want to call it? The synopsis, I guess. And I'm just like, okay. And then I'm like, here we go. Alan Wake's doing like that 
dark. Okay. And then I remember <laughs> hearing like some of the reviews like this this is like totally like a mind trip and it doesn't it really shouldn't work, but it does and like <laughs> I mean, sure. Okay. Like I can I can dig it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really like the, like crafting theories on what's going on, and I feel like I probably won't be as impressed because of how many theories I've probably made about this game going through it. But I still want to get to the end. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. And then, yeah, you know, and that that actually makes me feel happy. Uh, you know, I, I will never play Alan Wake, but I remember the love that Alan Wake had the original Alan Wake had when it came out, and it's like, where's the sequel? And then they tied it in with the uh, control, if you recall. Yep. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is part of the Alan Wake universe. <laughs> they're like, where is Alan Wake 2? And now it's here. And uh, as we'll talk on in the news, you know, a lot of people want that for uh, one of the Game of the Year nominees. And I, I, I think it's got a shot. So, yeah, it has a lot of, like, a lot of people like it. And that's a good thing. I do like when, like, a game that's creatively inspired in the sense that the way that they designed it is actually really clever. And how they incorporate like the EBC from like control, so they ha they have a lot of like cool things going for it in the in the background as well as like the story itself that's surrounding it. So I'm really excited to see where more of it goes. Um, another game that I've been playing is the Fashion Dreamer game that came out this week. Oh yeah, oh, tell me about that, please explain. Yeah, so basically, um, the thing I really like about Fashion Dreamer is you get access to a lot, I mean, a lot of clothing. And you can go through other people's uh, clothing, attire that they have, and say, like, their showrooms, or you can find them in the overworld, and you can look at their designs. And if you like their character or design, you actually can grab some of the clothing that they show on their character. So a lot of it, so a, a lot of the things like say, hey, I want this, you can literally just go up and grab it, <laughs> which is cool. It doesn't really require, like you can use in-game currency to get clothing, but it's kind of not required based on how its online function works. Like you get a lot more clothing just from looking, going into the online mode, looking at all these different like showrooms, going to all these different character avatars and just grabbing them off their characters. Because once you like grab them, you basically have them forever. So you don't have to actually use up a lot of in-game currency they do also have a gotcha mechanic which i was excited about but you don't get so you get the tickets in such a slow fashion that it's really i haven't really used the gotcha mechanic much i've had like a few 10 poles and that was it and none of them were really all that interesting i was a lot more entertained grabbing people's clothing just going to the online mode um i really like the options and variety it has with clothing and character design my my big grievance it has is that it could do so much more with its online functionality because you can't really choose whose showroom you get to go to. You can't really get friends. You can't really access like people's like designs, except for when they're in the overworld or if you randomly get into their showroom, which is literally called like the online stream that just takes you to a random room that someone has made up in an like a more of like an RNG related thing. So if you're lucky, you'll get a good showroom. If you're bad, you'll get someone who just started the game for the first time and has like one dress. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not that hard because you can just constantly keep going through to online showrooms. But I kind of wish that I had the option of like looking at characters, like features and stuff that isn't just only their clothing and avatar designs. And I wish it had more online functionality in terms of like social interaction than just like posing in front of people with pictures. 
Like you can do a like or a love it on people's thing. And that's about the extent that you can do a socialize. <laughs> well, I can't do my uh, Project Runway impersonation. Not designers. What were we thinking with this outfit? Oh, well, make it work. I mean, there's definitely that aspect of where, like, you don't want to give a person a like, but you still want one of their things. <laughs> it's like, this is not the color that I was imagining. But, you know, I suppose it'll do. And then, you know, I could probably make it better. So I'll just take that for now. <laughs> Basically become a total fashion place and fashionista. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, like, no, yeah. no, oh, oh, saving grace, saving grace. Yeah. yeah and like... if someone likes your design, you get, like, in-game currencies, which is nice. So, <laughs> uh, so I like system. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That can't is, be abused at all. Oh, absolutely can be. <laughs> but it's nice because uh, it, it, I, you don't really have to like break the brand. This is a game that you could totally see someone using for like nefarious uh, microtransactions of just like, well, we have all these outfits, but you have to pay for them or something like that. So it's good that that kind of aspect isn't there. So you it's can not just... made by EA. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's made by someone who actually wants someone to play their game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow, original concept. Who knew? <laughs> you can buy all the features in the game, or you can play the game to get the features. Who would have thunk? <laughs> yeah, looking at you, WBNA. Mm. Yeah, so it, I, I really like it, but at the same time, I wish that it did more with this concept. Because it's not necessarily bare bones, but it feels more like a sandbox because it doesn't really entice you to do anything except for getting your next design. So if you like designing and if you like uh, clothing and if you like just creating and customizing, then this is absolutely a game that you'll want to look into. But if you want to have like a reason for having this kind of stuff other than just for the sake of it itself, uh, you may not like it. Which if you look mm. at some of the reviews, you see, you see a lot of review people did not like it because they had no desire to actually do it. <laughs> okay. And that's fair. But that's, at the same no, time, you know what you're getting into when like, it literally think the thing is called Fashion Dreamer. I don't think that's fair, because it was like, don't get me wrong, there's games that I have reviewed that I didn't want to play, but I still at least tried. Yeah. You know? And if I gave them a bad review, then that was the, just how it was. But I at least tried. That's like a certain movie that's about to come out where I saw a review <laughs> that said, this person clearly has never read a comic book and was made for teenage girls and comic fans. I'm like, the heck are you talking about? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Haters hate, winners win. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, if you're gonna if you're playing a game called Fashion Designer, go into it with the mindset you're playing a game called Fashion or sorry, Fashion Dreamer. <laughs> yeah, Fashion Dreamer. Fashion Dreamer. But it's it's by far one of the best. Uh, I mean, when you look at dress up games that have come out in like the last ten years, there's not a big list. So it's nice that we actually get a like a well made AAA type type title in terms of dress up. Just because I wish there was more you could do with it doesn't mean it was bad at all. It's actually a really good game, and if the, if design and dress up is what you like, you will love this game. <laughs> okay then. Mm -hmm. All right. And with that, we are now going to head to the news of the week because, well, there's a lot. Yep. <laughs> so it's time to go down the war pipe. At first. Financial data. Yes, we all know you love your data, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is part of our what being at this point in our lives. And we had the latest quarterly data from Nintendo. And the two big pieces of news, I, well, I'll say hardware and software. So yeah, hardware-wise, the Switch is at a, over 132 million units sold. 
Yes. Oh, mm, mm. Specifically, 132.46 mm -hmm. as of the end of September. So obviously October is gone. So let's just round it up to 133. Because let's be honest, it's not that's not the Xbox that actually gets sales. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Did we get financial quarterly data from Xbox? No, we do not. Anyway. Uh, so but let's just say like 133 million at one point around this point, and we got Black Friday coming up. So, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting week. And uh, now, admittedly, this is a lot less than the last quarter. But also remember, the last quarter had Zelda. <laughs> yeah. This quarter had Pikmin <laughs> and Zelda D or uh, and Pokemon DLC. But again, not really the most important thing ever. So, make of that what you will. Uh, and then on the software side, there was multiple pieces of interesting news, including The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is at 19.5 million units sold as of the end of September. So again, a bigger slowdown, because remember, it was, wasn't it like 18 million like the first six weeks? I think so. Yeah, so that's the end of June. So July, August, and September, it only sold like 500,000 apiece. So that's interesting. I would say, especially since there's, you know, 132 million out there. Very nice number. But yeah, still, that's still incredibly high. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo even posted a, a chart about the Switch effect, where for whatever reason, the Switch is actually getting their their first party tiles to larger numbers than they had ever seen before. Like mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did saw that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And case in point, Pikmin 4 is now officially the best-selling game in the franchise because it sold over 2.6 million in just under two months. Yep. Where some of the other ones took, like, a lot longer. <laughs> and never even got <laughs> close to that. And yeah. just in Japan, the game sold about a million units so far. Yeah, just, like, seeing these numbers just absolutely just... <laughs> yeah, with the, with the Switch... Yeah, just in coincidence in coincidence in relation with it is just like yeah just absolutely amazing yeah so once again uh nintendo rules deal with it and I, i'm just happy for pikmin honestly because we were we were all hoping especially after that long delay and everything like hey let's 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 tr let's hope that it works and it did it got it's selling incredibly in japan it's got 2.6 million Awesome stuff. And for Mario, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, we, though that wasn't part of the financial data, we did get an announcement on that. It sold 4.6 million units in uh, two weeks. Mm, good Sorry, numbers. 4 Sorry. Very nice. 4.3. Mm -hmm. 4 <laughs> now, if you're wondering about the war, I will have to concede that Spider-Man did outsell uh, Mario by like 0.7. So 700,000 units, because that game got 5 million in its first two weeks. But if we're being honest here, pretty sure Mario's going to be on top by the end. <laughs> yeah, Mario will probably be more bought for uh, the Christmas holidays. Yeah, and it's just an evergreen title. So, like, especially this one. This, this one's one you can play a lot and just enjoy because of, like, the Wonder Flower and everything. But, hey, also props to Spider-Man. You know, 5 million in two weeks is really, really good. So, uh, good job, Insomniac. Uh, oh, and if you're wondering about Sonic, <laughs> we haven't heard anything. They had sales of some sort, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I would, you know, what? I'm willing to bet that someone out there bought the game. Yep, <laughs> someone out there. Uh, but who, who is that man or woman 
or adult or kid. I do not know. But someone out there. Just saying. Uh, but yes, congrats to Nintendo Switch and all of its games. The sales continue to do well. They're looking at you know a big holiday season. And to the end, the Black Friday deals have already been announced. Uh, Will, do you remember what they all were? Uh, like last I recall, like I know they had like uh, sales on uh, certain first party games finally, which I believe, if I recall correctly, uh, Breath of the Wild is like now down to 50 bucks. I recall correctly, 50 or 15? Five zero, just making sure. I'm like, so, like, man, the Nintendo is gonna lower it that much. <laughs> Yeah, like they want certain, you to buy like other. <laughs> yeah, they like, don't expect too much of a big discount for, like on uh, Nintendo first party titles. Like, and I believe like other games include like Xenoblade Chronicles uh, three. I think it's like also roughly in that four, in the forty dollar range, if I call. And like, I believe even new Super Mario Brothers. I think like basically it's basically revolving around like the fifty dollars to forty dollar discount price range instead of the usual sixty or set. Or even yeah, sixty or seventy dollars. So it's nothing too amazing, but heck, it's something. It's, it's something. a discount on Nintendo games. What more can you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but if you have, if you haven't partaken in these and getting a console or any of these games yet, be sure to check out Black Friday. Nintendo always does something big, and you probably won't be disappointed. And if you are, well, then you probably want to Phil Spencer's people anyway. <laughs> Okay, this next one is like easily one of the more interesting stories of the week, which is hilarious because, wait for it, it's been a busy week. Um, Splatfest, we're getting another one next weekend. Yes, on the weekend of RPG. Odd. Also, it's not Mario-themed. Odd. Yeah, that would have been probably a good a good thing, but no, Seriously. this thing is going to be this cho choosing a regional Splatfest for, like, yeah. Yeah, they're actually bringing back regional Splatfest. And um, in Japan, I believe it's, like, regarding to a certain uh, filling of dor of yaki or doriyaki of some sort. Uh, I could be absolutely wrong. So, but, yeah. But here in the UK and the US, we have, what is your go-to greeting? Yeah. Is it a handshake? Is it a fist bump? Or is it a hug? Okay, now I want to... This one's interesting to me. Um, how do I want to say this? Not just on a culture level, but on a on a emotional level. This mustn't register on an emotional level. First, it's what charger has to Gesture with pipe. Watson finishes punchline. No, or or if you're from Devil Artemis, discombobulate. Uh, <laughs> that is a, that is a thing. That was it. In summary, discombobulate. Such a funny one. Anyway, but I, I, I do all three of these. Like, that's just the truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, can, we all agree on that? We all do these? All three? Yeah. Right. Sure, sure, sure. But the go-to, it's not just about who you are. It's situational. Yes. Right, right, right. And, and right. Think, of it, think of it like this. Think about if you celebrate Thanksgiving, all right? You're going with your family or your friends. Uh and you see a bunch of people, what do you do? It depends on who they are. Like, for example, I know I'm going to hug my grandma. Um, if, like, one of my, ex, let's call them extended family was there, I'd probably do the handshake, you know, maybe, like, rope it into a hug, you know, like, with my cousins, you know, bro hug, you know, pop, pop on the back. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, with my, like, my nieces, you know, they'll probably want to hug or maybe just do a fist bump with them or some of my pals are there, I'll do the fist bump. It's all situational. And or if I go if I'm going to church and I see someone I know and I'm like we're not like they're there we do the handshake because that's respect, 
or if you're like well my mentor my mentor used to always hug me like that's where i used to that's how i grew to love hugs because he would hug everybody and he and you when you hugged him you knew you were getting you know love because that's just who he was do not make this creepy i, I will hit you he's the kindest man on, the, on god's green earth all right no matter what god you worship but uh and yes i say that knowing taylor swift is out there all right <laughs> he doesn't need to get to date travis Kel i'm not gonna make this joke no i'm not gonna do this um but it's all situational and how you connect with people on an emotional level so i am gonna be fascinated not by who wins per se but where the votes go yeah yeah that thing i'm very curious about and yeah i mean yes the handshake is obviously like the very basics of basics and of course that that's gonna be represented by team shiver but and the fist bump is like it's in the bloody game it's literally in the bloody game to the point like come on and of course naturally fry has been dying for another victory after how many splatfests now it's been so yeah i think i think we could give fry a bone at least with this one and big man is like again the hug's a hug it's a hug it's of a course hug. who doesn't like hugs um, I'm apparently like... legendary for my hugs because I'm so tall, so it's like I'm enveloping you, which sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> like my, my BFF loves my hugs because she knows that you know I'm really. I can't say it without sounding dirty. It sucks. <laughs> it's like tall, <laughs> big, all that. Yeah, like, like without showing affection. Like like I'm when I'm hugging you, I'm showing like how much I care. That's there. That's a nice way of saying it. Basically, like a, like a nice big me a memory foam of some sort. Something sense, sure, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, big man representing hugs, and again, who doesn't like a hug from a big man and all that? So, yeah, right, this this vote is gonna be kind of interesting to see where it does lie. Like, do you want to go for the basic? Do you want to finally give Fry another victory? And of course, it's naturally in the game, or do you want to go extra and like go for the big good old hug? So, yeah, this is gonna be very interesting to say, at least, yeah, it's <clears throat> uh. I get. I really don't know how people are gonna go here. Like, I just a spoiler. It, we'll we'll do the main event next week, of course. But I'm probably gonna be Team Hug, just because that's how I was raised. To you know, <laughs> and especially since, especially since nowadays, most of the people I see face to face that I want to interact with with a greeting is someone I really care about. So it's a hug. Like my mom, my dad, my BFF Leia. If Faith was near me, I'd give her a hug. She, <laughs> she definitely needs it more times than not. Let's just be honest here. Especially after we blast Chris Pratt a little bit later. <laughs> Fist bumps, you know, I do those like sometimes at church, depending on the people I'm next to, or a handshake. Like when we do like meet and greet at my church, you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, you handshake them because you don't know them that well. You know, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, my hug, I guess, if I was to say, what is my go-to? It's the hug. Just that's, that's just how I was raised. So, oh well, we will uh, mm -hmm. we, we will get to that next week. It's going to be a fun time. I, I guarantee it. I'm just kind of sad as well because, as I said, it's also the same weekend as Super Mario RPG, but it's also for me. It's a it's a convention weekend, so that thing also stinks as well. So, uh, uh, coincidence, coincidence. Yeah. So. Next up, we have okay. We we we're gonna talk about this quick because I am so. Uh, oh no! Are we gonna talk about that? Yes. Uh, Switch two rumors. Yeah. Ah! Um, <laughs> look, this this one's honestly short and sweet. But there were at the financial briefing meeting, there was a rumor going around that in private, uh. Nintendo President Shutaro Furukawa was 
talking or showing off something about the Switch successor, which again is allegedly coming out next year. And he came after the word spread about that, he straight up came out and said that that's not happening, that's not what was shown, blah, blah, blah. Whether we can believe him up in the air, <laughs> to be honest here. And what was that about the the screens thing, Will? You were talking about on Discord. Um, yeah, because um, I I believe if I, if I got it right, uh, Nintendo did file a patent in regards to a dual screen technology in some form or another. It, it did went public in in regards to this, and many people thought like. Oh, Nintendo's gonna be making something in regards to the Switch successor of using um, dual screens of some sort. Of course, naturally, the president Shintaro, yeah, Shintaro basically said like, uh, "No, it is not gonna be in the successor. We we only ha we know this thing is gonna go into public and people's gonna speculate, but the uh, outright says like, no, this is not gonna be part of the Switch successor.' So he says. So <laughs> like, think of it what you will. Getting the 4DS. Again, it's a short and sweet, but you know that people were going to talk about it and whatever, just the way it is. And again, until we hear from Nintendo proper, nothing is nothing is there. Okay? Nothing is certain. Okay? This shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> and yet people just keep trying to make this the biggest thing ever. Like, you feel free to stop anytime now. You won't. But I can dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, again, tell tell us something official. Don't talk about it. So shut up. All right, next up we have oh Super Mario RPG <laughs> because we got the overview trailer Gosh. for for the game and it looks really good. We got a whole bunch of new footage, including a looks at the uh, uh, the Smithy Gang in full. And it was really cool seeing like remembering the bosses, like the Power Rangers knockoff. Ah, uh, yeah, the Axum Rangers. <laughs> yeah, the Axum Rangers, and then seeing them like three D models, it's just like, wow, they look so much better now. Yeah, like all those years ago with the gra the graphics of the Super Nintendo, like, oh man, like so fragmenty, and now here in full glorious three D graphic three D, and this is like, yeah, this thing is just pure nostalgia for those who actually grew up back with an S Super Nintendo with. During the time of Squaresoft and Nintendo collabing at that time, is just like, yeah, it's good to be back. And people have been waiting, like, yeah, for much their entire lives for this kind of for this game to come out for so long. So, and yeah, just seeing the overview trailer of this thing, like, yeah, from from the new, the new additions to the special moves with those uh, combo attacks to the revamp music, we could actually toggle on on and off. It's just. Yeah, like, w w what else have they added into this uh, remake if, uh, of, of a beloved classic? It's just, yeah, that thing is going to be interesting to discover once it comes next week. Yeah, I'm very excited. <clears throat> and as we noted last week, they were teasing the special boss battle that is going to be there. And a lot of people will be interested in that. So it's it's going to be good. Again, the game looks great. There's a lot of features. I love the triple move that they added. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the the action figure action features which are very much like Paper Mario, um, you know, like again, this was the first Mario RPG, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so very, very I'm very excited. It's gonna be a fun week. All the more reason I need to be Star Ocean before I get get to play a Mario RPG. So fingers crossed. All right, next up, the Game Awards. 
Uh, hey. really? Yes, we have to talk about it. <laughs> it's gonna come. Yeah. Oh, we... oh, oh, the jokes I could say. Um, but yes, it's it's happening, and Joff Keeley is gonna make sure that it happens one way or the other. <laughs> ours is not to wonder why. Yes, it is. Yes, it is absolutely our mission to wonder why. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the reason we're bringing this up is that the nominees are going to be announced on Monday. <laughs> so I'll get, I'll let you guys take the floor for a sec. Who do you think will be? It's like what usually six nominees, right? Yeah, usually. Generally, six. generally, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let me. Who starting with Scott? Who do you think are going to be the six nominees for Game of the Year? <clears throat> Mom, let's see, Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake Two, Marvel Spider Man Two. Tears of the Kingdom. Let's see, I'm trying to think about other games, We've got a lot of critical acclaim. Resident Evil. Resident Evil Four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was this year. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's been that busy. And my hope slash unhope of the indie token one being uh, Sea of Stars. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we can't, and, it, and they usually be like, oh, like that'll get nominated, but like remember, it takes two. Yeah. And or Hades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can nominate it. Yes, Hades is technically big, but it's still Super Giant's still indie, you know? Or is it super massive? Who made Hades? Uh, uh, I, I think that was super I will look it up. It's like I need you I need you guys on your game here. I can't know everything. <laughs> okay. But you're the host. You're supposed to know <laughs> everything. Super giant. There you go. But Will, even as a host. I have limits. I, <laughs> I, they are very small limits, but they are limits nonetheless. <laughs> All right, but yes, it is super giant games. Uh, so you know, it, I would, I still say they're indie. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so that's yours. So, uh, Will, how about yours? Give me your six for game of the year. I mean, pretty much now there, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, as I said, Resident Evil 4 is definitely top tier contender. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, I'll probably even be that outlier. Probably even say Super Mario Wonder, just because it has done so greatly. And that last one. Ah, what else? I feel, yeah, now I'm just trying to remember what also did great color claim. Yeah, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say Starfield. That thing, that's for sure. <laughs> I am not going to say Starfield. That is just not worth worth as, as such. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, if, um, shoot. Uh, like, maybe one of those, that fishing game, I don't know. That's, I, I've got that one sushi thing that you can juggle as a, uh, Dang it! What was that game again? I completely forgot. But uh, I don't know. That that's probably one of the other one another outlier. But yeah, like those are the only games that pretty much stick to my mind right now. Is like yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, Resident Evil Four, and such. And yeah, those those games obviously were just great as it is. And like Baldur's Gate, everybody loved Baldur's Gate just because of how it just works. And again, a full game with no microtransactions or DLC practices or a battle pass. Why? What a coincidence! <laughs> and like, I, I do not mind. Would, wouldn't be disappointed that if it did one game of the year. But but of course, naturally, I love Nintendo. I please, I hope Tears of the Kingdom. But you never know. Yeah. 
Uh, also, I'm just I just on a whim I decided to uh look up like the best reviewed games of the year. Please, 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 in Metacritic, yeah, yeah. Well, not, actually, I went to IGN first just on accident, <laughs> but I'm just saying. But uh, like some of the games that I'm seeing is just like, oh my gosh, that was this year. Oh, that was this year. Like for example, you guys forgot to mention uh, Final Fantasy 16. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> that was this year. Yeah. How about Diablo 4? Oh jeez. No. Really? <laughs> a lot of people love Diablo 4. Right? No. They loved it until season one hit. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, how about uh, Dead Space remake? Oh yeah, that did. That did. That did. That did. Uh, Mortal Kombat One, right? I'm not saying, okay. I'm not saying, I'm not I, I don't know if it will. I'm not but it's definitely year, a game still there. to show up. <laughs> I, I think it was there. But oh, Hi-Fi Rush. That would, if any of the I Microsoft games get nominated, I want it to be Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Or uh, how about Scott? You forgot your favorite game, Honkai Star Rail. <laughs> it's not gonna be on there. No. Never know. <laughs> okay, I know this one's controversial. But think about its impact on sales. Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Nah. I, I know, I know. It's not on mine, but I also never played it. So there you go. Um, oh, of course, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. Hello. <laughs> that was just barely surprise. came out. And ironically, it did pretty well. <laughs> it actually did pretty decently, yeah. And how about uh, Street Fighter 6? Right. Star it's Wars, solid. It's solid. Star yeah. Wars Jedi Survivor? Yeah. Yeah, see, there's so many. There's so many games this hey. year that were actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. They need to make that. a list of, like, 12. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so here's my six, and I'm doing this based on not just the games that I've played, obviously, but the ones that I know other people have enjoyed. So starting, of course, with Tears of the Kingdom, obviously. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, people can't get enough of that. I would know. I see so many YouTube videos about the relationships. <laughs> I don't even follow this person. Why do I see? Ooh. <laughs> I know. It's it's, it's, getting, it's getting bad. Just the anime videos I've been seeing recently. I'm like, what do you guys think I watch on YouTube? Like, oh, my gosh. And I, I forgot to mention the story of that to Will before the show, but I won't do it now because I don't want to scare the kids. Ah, uh, because it poisoned the algorithm for you. Okay. <laughs> the algorithm is getting really weird to me. I'm like, I all I watched this week was Scooby-Doo versus Courage on Death Battle a thousand times because it's really good. Um, okay, so what I said, I said uh, Tears of Kingdom, I said Baldur's Gate 3, I'll put, I'll put in Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I think that one might be like the surprise. Um, I'll put Jedi Survivor, because I know a lot of people love that game despite the launch issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll put in, uh, I'll put Resident Evil, uh, Resident 4, because a lot of people like that one, that's just the truth. Yeah. And, oh, number six. You know, I think Final Fantasy could be that slot. Um, I know you guys didn't like it, but Diablo, like that had, you know, really big numbers or the Dead Space remake, you know? The Dead Space remake is solid, yes. Yeah, okay, I'll, yeah. put Dead, I'll put Dead Space remake. <clears throat> I was also going to make a joke and just say, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, Mario Wonder, uh, Fire Emblem Engage, Fans <laughs> Wars. And as much Pikmin. as I want Engage to be a part of that list, unfortunately, I don't think it's that, it's that great. Nah. I mean, we, Nintendo's going to take a lot of awards this year, as they should, but especially in the RPG category. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, how about Star Ocean? <laughs> Technically, it's got a higher rating on Metacritic than Starfield. I'm just saying. You're not wrong. So yeah. listen to me very carefully, Joff Keeley. Listen to me very carefully. If you put Starfield in there, we are going to find you. <laughs> it's just, uh, we're going to find you. Okay. Now, I know you're like buddy, buddy. Um, with the big wigs and everything and you have to you know do what you can but 
Starfield doesn't deserve it. Starfield doesn't deserve it, especially since it's with all the games that we've mentioned, the ones that even I forgot about, like uh, like Hi-Fi Rush, like Hogwarts Legacy, like uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Pikmin. Okay, not Pikmin, but you know, I bet you Pikmin's better than Starfield. Or, or or Street Fighter Six, you know that one's like that was a huge bounce back for the franchise. Yeah, there is so much out there that is better than Starfield. It's not even a question anymore. So, game of the generation, maybe in its first week. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to go to Starfield Metacritic right now. <laughs> it is currently at, drumroll please, 83, and it's uh. User score is seven out of ten. So, <coughs> dang, yeah. <laughs> and it, if I was to look up many of these other games, I'm pretty sure that it would get higher. It would be higher than 83. Um. So yeah, do not put Starfield in there. If you want to put in like best RPG, I'm fine with that. Best open world game, fine with that. Best graphics, might be fine with that. Okay, not really. Uh, <laughs> best best Scottish accent, don't push your luck. <laughs> if you know, you know. Okay, like they don't even they don't even try with some of these accents. It's just just terrible. But do not put it in game of the year, Keely. And then like fast forward to next week. Dang you, Keely. <laughs> uh, at the uh, uh, again, the nominations will be out on Monday, and then I think the voting will be up the same day. So get your votes in, and then it's on the when is it? The twelfth this year. I think I it's December seventh. Let me see. Yeah, please look that up. Like they keep changing the day. It's, it's usually like the first week in uh December. Yeah. So either way, but pay attention because we, we we will <laughs> we will be talking about this next week, I promise you. Because either we'll be praising Nintendo for once again having a Mario and a <laughs> Zelda game in the game of the year nominations. Yeah, it takes place Thursdays, December seventh, twenty twenty three. There you go. Wouldn't that be a hoot, though, in, like, the Switch's first year and it's quote-unquote last year that we get the Zelda and Mario game in Game of the <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be hilarious. And then, of course, Zelda winning again. <laughs> so, yeah. Be, pay attention. And, Keely, we're watching. <laughs> we are always watching. <laughs> All right. And now it's time to talk about our favorite punching bag. Chris Pratt? No, not Chris Pratt this time. Um... <laughs> We're talking about Phil Spencer. Yeah. That, that, that silence is golden. <laughs> so what did Phil Spencer do this time? Well. <laughs> get out the notepad. <laughs> get out the notepad. All right. So he was doing a interview with Famitsu, which is awesome. And he was asked about the future of like the Xbox gaming community and potentially, I guess, Xbox Game Pass. It's really kind of dependent on how, whose translation you got. Um, but the one that I got said, quote, just as we consider the ROG ally and Steam Deck users as part of the Xbox community, we have to think of the many Nintendo Switch and PlayStation users as part of the Xbox community as well going forward. End quote. Aha! Okay. <laughs> yeah. There are so many ways I want to take this, and all of it looks bad for Phil. <laughs> okay, look. The the general consensus is that this is a reference to the Xbox Game Pass, which has long been rumored to potentially come to the Nintendo Switch and possibly the PlayStation in the future. But he didn't say it like that, now did he? No. No. 
He said, as we consider the ROG Ally and Steam Deck users as part of the Xbox community, we have to consider the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation users as part of the Xbox community going forward. Why? Because A, the Xbox Game Pass is not on there in the present, nor has it been announced for the future. And B, why would we, as the as a representative of the Nintendo community, want to be part of your community? <laughs> yes, there are users that I have no doubt have all three consoles, and God bless their bank accounts for affording all of that. <laughs> Thank where, you. No. Where's, where's the lie, right? Where's the lie? Um, but the way he's been talking recently... Especially at with the in the court case with the the FTC about Blizzard Activision, or Activision Blizzard, and his thoughts on the future of Xbox. It's like, is he getting more delusional by the week? It's like you're all possible. <laughs> Either that, or he's planning on going to be a third party developer. But I don't think that's the case. Oh, that, that's a, <laughs> that's a dream of mine. <laughs> I dream about that every day. No, not really. Um, if it would, I, would, I need better dreams, and I already have bad ones already. <laughs> like, I dream of Phil Spencer, but he doesn't go away. So your dream was to have someone not Chris Pat in the Mario movies. No, that, <laughs> oh, that, 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 that dream failed. <laughs> that dream failed. So, yeah. I, I don't know what he's going for here, but it like talk less phil yeah like I, i'm just really don't know what the heck is going on in his mind like ever since when we heard that news like oh microsoft wanted to buy nintendo <laughs> and then of course like oh yes nintendo part of the community uh, dude nintendo ain't into you they're not into microsoft nintendo doesn't want you <laughs> It's like if you sure okay you have a uh, mine Minecraft part of the switch great that's great okay good nice collaboration ha bravo good on the yeah yeah but with everything that's more has been happening and Microsoft like dude the only competition that again Nintendo will have even has to worry about is the mobile market as they set themselves and maybe Sony and perhaps even the Mickey Mouse Disney but. Aside from that, that's pretty much it. You're no competition, <laughs> and you again, you want you want to like. Basically, I can't help but feel like Spencer is basically going, "Oh, please notice me, senpai. Please notice me, Nintendo senpai." It's like, no, <laughs> you're not. We're good. <laughs> nope. Yeah, we'll stick with Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Smash Brothers, Fire Emblem, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong, uh. Pikmin, we got Pikmin back. Uh, <laughs> Mario versus Donkey Kong. See, we have fusions. We can we can do a, quite a bit. So yeah, I don't I don't know what they're what he's trying. It's it's really annoying though. I mean, the only thing that maybe will give you give me some a good spot is like I don't know if you put Master Chief win Smash Brothers, but that's a that's a good big long shot. Anything that. else? Like I've said that before, I just wouldn't want that because the third party rule is that they have to have been on an on a Nintendo yeah. console, yes, and yeah, like that that's gonna be something to say. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But it, that's probably the only way you're gonna get, get some attention with Microsoft across um, co collaborating with Nintendo. But as far as that, like, yeah, like again, Microsoft, yeah, focus on your own stuff before you fo focus on Nintendo, please. Wait, you actually want us to focus on our stuff and get make things better? Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess that's too much too, asking too much for the game industry these days. No, it's time uh, for another acquisition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, who else can we buy? <laughs> so, yeah, just just stop it, Phil. 
<sighs> All right, next up. Uh, so we have final one as we go into our main event. Legend of Zelda. Live action movie. Yeah. This came out of nowhere. <laughs> it literally came out at least on our time period. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, oh, this is Miyamoto. What? What? <laughs> I, I I wondered if this was like some weird prank or hack. And I'm like, right? No, this is this is one real. of those fake Nintendo of America accounts people make and then verify exactly, exactly. because it just costs and money now. Never forget, <laughs> never forget. We almost got duped by that uh, Among Us Splatfest. Yes, it looks so real, and I was so pumped. I'm like, yeah, let's do Among Us Splatfest. That'd be awesome. They're like, no, it it wasn't. It was a lie. It was all a lie. So, but no, uh, this is real, and we are getting a live-action Legend of Zelda movie. Why? Well, well, yeah, I guess we can debate that now. Um, but let's let's get the details first because this is this is some important stuff to know. Uh, first and foremost, it is going to be co-produced by Shigeru Miyamoto and uh, Avi Eret, who is uh, well known in the industry. We also have a director in Wes Bell who is, you might have heard of recently because of Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is not a long title at all. <laughs> just, just keep throwing on words just to say keep Planet of the Apes in there. Anyway, um, and then there's been no casting as of yet, but there's, of course, been a lot of talk about casting, which we will get to. <laughs> yes. We will oh, get yeah. to that. But the big shock here is that it's live action. That's very curious because, again, the Mario movie obviously was animated and that absolutely worked for them. And now we have a live action Zelda movie. Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah, and as we know from live action game movies, they can really be either hit or miss. And Most times a miss. There's usually more misses. <laughs> yes, and yeah, to see. To Nintendo finally throwing in their hats to make a live action video game movie. Like, granted, the bar is very low, so they, they can't mess this up, hopefully. But again, this is Miyamoto, and then, of course, what, from what we've heard from our boss, Cooper Keith, Arat is actually pretty darn good in the industry. So there is definitely some hope. And again, Miyamoto is closely um, supervising this thing as well. So. There is some good confidence in this thing. And with, again, with how the Mario movie works, but is like, okay, they got a good one. Let's see if they can actually nail and actually break the curse of a live action video game movie. And with Zelda, that, that is the biggest gamble, to say the least, I feel like. I agree. And we've actually talked about this on, on, on Movie Makers before, uh, which we will not be doing tonight because we're going to be doing a discussion so you know what's coming. Go dot music. Um, for me, this was interesting because, A, again, it came out of nowhere. Uh, d wait, would that mean straight out of nowhere? Straight out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere. Watch that on Sunday. It was better than I expected it to be. Um, oh, Eustace, you rap. Why <laughs> did you rap? I don't know. But uh, this really did come out of nowhere. And I'm like, this is a jump. Like, I'm not even going to say a reach just yet, but we're getting there. We're getting really close because Nintendo just, and I mean just, like a couple months ago just, proved that they could do a big Hollywood movie and it not suck. <laughs> All right? And we were expecting it to suck. And, it, you know, 
depending on who you talk to, it kind of did, Chris Pratt. But, you know, it made a billion dollars, and that's kind of hard to deny. It's like the Fast and the Furious <clears throat> movies. I don't know why they made all that money when they break the laws of physics constantly, and Dom Toretto speaks in one voice level the entire movie. I don't have friends. I have family. I am Groot. You know, that kind of thing. And, but yet, hey, it makes money, so, you know, they're going to make more of it. And yet here, and so, but someone said, "Hey, why don't we just, you know, jump the shark?" Uh, I was thinking, was there a shark monster in Legend of Zelda? I don't think there is. Um, let's just go jump the Octorok. There you go. <laughs> there and, you go. <laughs> so close as I could think of. Uh, jump the Octorok and just make a live-action Legend of Zelda movie. I'm like, that's bold. That's that's really bold. There. I mean, they announced this before the official uh, Super Mario Brothers sequel. That's <clears throat> that's weird if you think about it. Yeah, it, it, like from what I can tell is like, I think I, I that since the Mario movie itself made so much capital for them in regards to like, okay, well, and of course, naturally, we, ju we just recently got off from the, the side after strike right now, so they can finally resume back to any kind of pre production now. And yeah, I feel like, okay, let, let them cook for the time being now and now the strike's Strike is now over. Let them cook on the next on the next Mario movie. So like, yeah, let's go and move on to the, the next big thing, which is a, li a little Zelda movie and this time live action. And I, I think that I feel like they have enough of a financial cushion to say, okay, we can jump into this. I feel like, yeah. So again, this is just tricky. And again, we're going about literally about to talk about our main event, but this is definitely. I don't know. Like this is a I I would argue this is a bigger risk than the Mario movie because at least with Mario movie you can say okay this is you know Illumination. Mm -hmm. I mean, if nothing else, they know how to make a good animated movie, no matter what you feel about the minions or whatever. But it pulls in numbers. <laughs> it, pulls, right. it, pull, it pulls in numbers. Like, minions made a mil, a billion dollars. Yeah. That is that is fact. And now the Super Mario Brothers has movies on the same. I would have expected them to do more with. Uh, with Mario and it's the the characters they've already established then jumping to a live action movie but hey they did it hey. and who knows it really is that coin flip that we can only think about like and it's basically it's indeed the same situation with the Mario movie like is it gonna good is good is it gonna stink like again the track record of the, of the film industry is like it stinked for the most part but can Nintendo <laughs> actually break that curse once again like yeah, and it's just the, the the unknown factors of this all. Just imagining it is like, can they do it? I mean, sure, I play for Nintendo, but can they do it again, or would this be another sh uh, failure in in the in, in the line? It's yeah, the, the unknown is just you can't help but wonder. I also want to make it very clear that I technically do not count Sonic the Hedgehog as a breaker of the live action curse because Sonic was not live action. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic was animated, and then they thank goodness Sonic the Hedgehog was not live action. <laughs> yeah, and they and they added in they added in the human characters. Okay. Yep, that's, yep, 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 yep. That's different. That is that is different. All right. I'm just I'm just saying. Right, and let's not forget, of course, about the whole Sonic redesign where the fans screamed at the people <laughs> and actually fixed it. So yes, good on them. So they, if they were to do a live-action Zelda movie that actually works and does good numbers and isn't 
ridiculed by fans and critics, then I would consider it a breaker of the curse. But right now, the only live-action video game movie, movie, not TV show, Last of Us is a TV show, that's different. All right, I couldn't even imagine how they were going to how they would do that in movie form, given everything that happens. <laughs> um, I'm serious. Like, think about it. It, it would be tough. They'd it, have to do a bunch of movies. <laughs> like, it, it would have to be like a breakneck pace that they couldn't even touch on. Uh, they couldn't do like they couldn't do the Henry and Sam storyline. Nope. They couldn't mm-hmm. touch on Tommy very very much unless they go straight to Tommy and whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Uh, it wouldn't work. But uh. Movie wise, I mean the first Tomb Raider, um, like that most most people agree that was really good. Technically, some of the Resident Evil movies, <laughs> some, it just got really bad at the end, you know. Uh, you know there there are a few out there, but in general, it's bad. So they have yeah. a lot of work to do, and that's just the truth. I mean, even if you do make one good one, sometimes the next one can be terrible. Just look at like the OG Mortal Kombat versus Mortal Kombat's uh, the second movie. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. and even the even the 2021 reboot, you know, I liked it, but it was far from the best movie ever. Yeah. The the best parts were easily like like the fatalities and certain things. Uh, a lot of the characters, you know, were just kind of there. I didn't like how they altered the, like the chosen one storyline, and the the Jaden Young was kind of weird, but whatever. So, you know, they got they got a lot of work to do, and that is a perfect lead way into our leadway segue into our main event because what does it take? What would it take to get? the Legend of Zelda movie to be great, appreciated, and beloved. What would it take? We'll break that down in an intent discussion. All right. So here's how I'm going to break this down. We're, we're, we could touch on just about anything you want in the movie. All right. You can touch on casting. You can touch on visuals. You can touch on plot. You can touch on whatever you want. But the big thing is, is what does this movie need to succeed? And I'll, get, I'll, I'll start off with the obvious one. Do not bring Chris Pratt into this movie. <laughs> That's an obvious. Yep, yep, yep. I've already heard people saying, like, and... and, and they were right to make this joke, but people were saying, oh, you know, Chris Pratt is announced to be Link, and thankfully he wasn't. Or Ganondorf, which is even worse. Oh, um, much worse. At least as Link, he'd probably get to shut up unless, you know, they like, no, he's a talking Link now, and Chris Pratt's Ooh. the perfect voice for Link. No, he's not. No. No. So, A, keep Chris Pratt away from this movie. B, and we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, I wouldn't be surprised if they went for at least a few lesser-known actors. Because this is a perfect film to not bank on star power, but bank on the name of Legend yep. of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you think about it, the the unlike Mario, where you you do generally get more interactions with the characters, especially in the RPGs, Zelda is much more about you know the action adventure, going to the various temples. Like it's not meant to be a talking game outside of getting instructions from like the various characters you meet, the Gorons, the Zoras. Uh, the Gerudo, Pura, 
et cetera, et cetera. Or occasionally some games getting visions from Zelda or having Midna run on your back. So, <laughs> uh, Midna. Now, see, if, if Midna's in the movie, it's already the best movie ever. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I have no idea who I would want to play Midna, but I'm just saying, <laughs> just be accurate with the outfit. <laughs> uh, just saying. Uh, but no, the casting is very, very important here. And I have no idea who I want to play these characters because uh, the easiest one you could try and cast is Zelda. Yeah. Because all you would need, and just being honest here, is a regal-looking woman who can who has a nice, what do I want to say, like cadence, I guess? Uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Cadence, umbrage, uh, voice. I don't want to say voice. <laughs> voice sounds too general. Um, tone, I suppose. Yeah, regal, regal look, regal tone. And yes, I know makeup and costume help with that, but you still need, like, look at Galadriel, all right? They cast Kate Blanchett as Galadriel, and the moment you saw her, you go, yep, she's a boss. Like, yep. That's yep, yeah, 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 for, for, for sure. Exactly. It, it, it matters, all right? So, but Zelda's the one you can easily ca- cast. And I've even seen some actresses saying, hey, you want a Zelda? I can do Zelda. Like, that's awesome. That's some people are already doing that. <laughs> I can't think of the actress's name right off the top of my head, but it was really cool. And they actually, she actually looks like a Zelda. Uh, Ganondorf was going to be really hard because that's obviously heavy makeup, you know, armor body. We are not getting Daddy Ganondorf. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I, the, the, the audience is not ready for a live action Daddy Ganondorf. Okay? Not yet. <laughs> save, save that for the potential sequel, all right? Or the Ganondorf spinoff. You know they're probably going to do it. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. We, we, if, we, if we aren't getting a Bowser solo movie, they have failed Jack Black, all right? <laughs> and he, he might have an Oscar-winning song, so like, give him the movie. But uh, casting is important. The, the, ironically, the best casting I've already seen for Link is Tom Holland. Yeah, that's definitely the safe <laughs> I, I don't know why, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, he, he works as Spider-Man, but Link is a different stock than, P- or, than Peter Parker. That's just the yes. truth. Link I mean, he also did a Nathan Drake as well, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm not talking about that one. And no, that does not count as the breaking the live-action curse either. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It Definitely really doesn't. does not. Nah. Definitely. Good effects, but the story and the characters were not all that good. <laughs> so... he, he was a he was a literal teenage Nathan Drake. Is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Like Nathan Fillion was right there. <laughs> okay. Don't be such a rookie. Ah ha ha ha. Uh, nobody. Have you got that joke? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> See again. I know stuff. Will I just don't know everything. I know my limits. Anyway, um, the casting is important. I don't know who they would cast. So it's like this might be a great opportunity to cast some lesser known so that it takes like pressure off. Because the the first thing everyone's gonna ask, just like they did with Mario, is how is Link gonna sound? And is Link gonna talk at all? Yeah, that that is the one I'm most interested to see is if Link is gonna talk or if they're gonna somehow let him be a silent protagonist in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the the son of protagonist. If they're gonna try to go for that route, is like, yeah, okay. You see Link doing his actions and basically letting. If they want to go for that route, they're basically letting his action do the speaking for him. Which that would be an interesting direction, if anything else. But like again, we wouldn't expect Link to yeah just like completely carry the movie just by simple actions we want to hear like a, yeah yeah there's all screams and grunts that we know them for but do you do you want to hear that thing the entire film or before it gets like somewhat annoying or tedious so yeah you want to have him speak of someone of that sort but again we 
aside from like uh, screams and grunts, we haven't actually heard from him talk aside from the CD games again, which we will not talk about. <laughs> we but. we only need one thing if he does talk, and that's the excuse me, princess line. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah, that's just to keep the meme going alive. Yes, and it's just wondering of like regarding to yeah how he's gonna sound, but that that thing could be. Could be go on forever. Like who? How he wants Link to sound? Do you want him to sound like like again the 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 beautiful guy elf that he is? That like what kind of a beautiful elf voice you do expect him to have? And of course, naturally the voice actors out there can definitely deliver in some some way or another. We need the gremlin Link who goes around throwing pots. Clearly, uh, yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. Definitely need that. Yeah, and. It also it it kind of goes into another idea that has just been lingering in mind. We're going to this movie is like, how are you gonna? What kind of subject would do matter? Do you want him to like want this movie to re, do the retelling of Ocarina of Time, which again that's kind of is like the major like the genesis, the original story for many people, or like do you want to go? Taking cues from the entire se- timeline, like from Skyward Sword to Ocarina, like it, is it gonna even delve into the timelines, like, or is it gonna do something different or separate itself? It, it's definitely a lot of things. But if they, if I feel like there's one thing that they should definitely should get right is like, remember what they done for the Mario movie is that one keep close to the game source material definitely. Don't um, stray off too far from what it is. So, as, as long as they pay tribute to the games itself, then I I'll be happy. But yeah, but again, this is Miyamoto. He is his child, so I feel like they're gonna do it decently. If anything else, one would hope. But then again, Chris Pratt's Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. For every good choice that Mario had, <laughs> they're still Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> In the end, Chris Pratt. Um, discombobulate. Bang. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's shift to because this is the tricky one because obviously they need to do at least one version of you know Link getting the Master Sword, whether it be Ocarina of Time style or Breath of the Wild style. Um, that's obviously going to be in there, but how grand would the con? Let's just say two-hour movie at the most okay two-hour movie at the most how do they fit the usual grandness of the legend of zelda games plots into a movie i'll we'll start with you the, and regards to plot of the movie huh. like obviously you all you all definitely do want to keep with them uh, the genesis of basically uh, starting in uh in the lost woods you want to see of the like Navi, the fairy, and of course naturally seeing that like the dark vision of the Ocarina of Time, like that's if not one, one of the most pivotal like rememberable moments of Zelda. Like you see that vision of Ganondorf riding in that dark stormy night, just like stricken with fear, and like oh, okay, that's that's the point. And when everything else, and then afterwards you want to see like, how like of course how the de- great decadence is. If anything else, I like give a lot of reference to, um, to like uh, IGN's uh, April Fool's trailer. Like I think they pretty much got it fairly down pat. So more or less. I mean, like, Ganon looked a little weird, but they you know like they're never gonna get the perfect Ganon, obviously. 
They could try, though. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, it's it's definitely out there, if anything else. So, yeah. And, like, conti- continuing on with the, the plot line, like, it, because you only have so many hours, again, like, at, at on average, two and a half hours to, to tell a story, unless you want to go full-on uh, Lord of the Rings, and actually, if you have enough budget to go for three hours. <laughs> no. We're going for the six-hour extended edition of Legend of Zelda, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, this is also, like, like uh, if you want, want to be, like, yeah, as well. Who you want to like address it to? Is it, do you want to be for the kids or do you want to be for the PG thirteen crew? So that's that's also another thing as well. But going back to plot, like I feel like just like do with the do yeah, just simply talk about the Ocarina the, the Ocarina Time storyline, the three major tempos, and just a little bit in regards to um yeah, like adult link, the the Ocarina of Time going back in the past or in the future, like that thing itself could be a little bit scrunched up, but I feel like it could be done, if anything else. So, plot-wise, I think generally stick to the Ocarina of Timeline with a little bit of the hints, as I said before, hints of like the origin, like Skyward Sword and such. Scott? I really do like the Ocarina of Time approach. I don't know if I would keep that, but I do think I'd keep aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you'd probably want to do is have the grounding of just who these characters are, why they're ma- why they matter, kind of a deal. Um, I do think the the series of like three temples would probably be what I'd want to have in the plot, just because I think three is probably the easiest they could do. Because if we try to put too many temples, then you don't really get to experience a lot of the world of Hyrule that you're in, because you're going to be so focused on the temples, you don't get to see like the world that Link is going to be in. You don't get to see a lot of the moments that you'd probably have with Link. And at the same time, I also kind of wish that instead of it just being like a Link rescuing Zelda thing, if it's like a Link and a Zelda facing down Ganon, as they both are just like kind of learning about each other and how they relate to everything. Just because if we are going to get a good Zelda, I don't want the good Zelda to just, just only show up at the last like 10 minutes of the movie. Right. So that's kind of just what my estimation or my, my, my desire would be it's not like a full-on repeat of one of the games, but it does have aspects of it. And at the same time, I don't want too many aspects of the games because then that could just become a big, this is Easter egg galore, which can work, but I feel like it can also hinder a lot of just the experience of being in the world that they're trying to push into that you're in. Because I really want, if they do want to make a good successful Legend of Zelda, I think they also need to re- rely along about immersing yourself into Hyrule as the movie. And I think putting too much aspects of other of the games and such into it might remove yourself from the immersion. And so I, I still I still wish if it was like my writing, I'd rather have it as Link and a Zelda movie, both working together to try to figure out what Ganon's up to and to take him down kind of a deal. And I do think having the three temples is the amount that I would have just because I think it's a, it's a safe number. <laughs> but it also goes with the whole thing of three the three parts of the triforce three parts of the temples and the three people so Mm -hmm. i just like that aspect of it and it lets us have kind of like a world building section of the live action zelda where you don't need to have played the games to understand how the world is going to be made but of course you're still going to be given extra credence for playing the games and being able to figure out some of the world and the lore that's around it 
So that, that is just my hope for like just the plot itself. For me, uh, again, it's tricky, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, like you can say like uh, you know you both said Ocarina Time and the potential of Young Link. I don't want the Young Link in here because a that's two actors. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair but, that, i mean seriously even if they do the dramatic you know scene with the temple of time and all that you know it was it would it look cool visually absolutely would it work is it with the actors it depends because what happens if you have one actor that's really good and one actor that's you know kind of mid and not even yeah. chris pratt mid i'm just being like mid like really really mid <laughs> um chris pratt's below mid sorry faith uh, <laughs> you know it's true but that's uh, that's putting a lot of pressure on both actors to keep up their side of the bargain. This isn't a Lion King situation where you have you know young Simba for half the movie and an adult Simba for the other half, and you have room to grow with both. I don't think yeah. that they'll have the time here. No, uh, especially with everything else that's going on. So I would say keep Adult Link. You know whether they do Ocarina of Time, I, maybe even Twilight Princess, because that was a little more streamlined in terms of story in general. Uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild could work, but mm. I don't know. Again, like that, that would be tough. That would be tough. Scott, you, Scott brings up a great point in that you know they need to keep the lore, but also do their own thing, and that's true because even if you look at like some of the more basic ones, like let's say like Link's Awakening or uh, o- Oracle of Ages and Seasons, like there is so much that goes on in those games. You know, the, the, the temples, the the boss fights, the getting all the weapons, the puzzle solving. You have to, you know, really experience that, but you can't dive into it. This is not a Lord of the Rings situation. They will, they will not do a three-hour movie. <laughs> we are not doing the extended movie. <laughs> no, we are not doing the extended movie. Peter Jackson is not doing this movie. I wouldn't want but if he was no, no only if he was doing it lord of the ring style not the hobbit style okay never forget that ian mckellen was like yeah doing the thing in front of the green screen he's like this is not why i became an actor you know <laughs> i wouldn't want the, the people on this movie to suffer because of that um what this really boils down to is what you feel you can make be comfortable with the audience will receive well and that's such a tough balance like don't forget that story we did um a month back about the uh super mario brothers movie writer where they talked about how they had they felt they had to do the breakneck pace for the plot and that everything was just holding on by a thread yeah we cannot and that's with the mario game mario Okay, like they were holding on to a thread with Mario's story. Now you got Legend of Zelda to deal with. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. I don't sound like Chris Pratt at all. Um, <laughs> please don't hire Chris Pratt again. I beg you. Uh, Scott was joking earlier about Chris Pratt being tingle. I'm like, no. <laughs> Someone will actually like that. That's just bad. Um, but they need to. It's. A, they're gonna have to find like the trickiest balance ever because of what they need to fit in what they must fit in and like scott said what they need to fit in to make it their own thing because they absolutely need to do their own journey that's the beauty of this game or this franchise versus like let's just say like a mario is that every game is unique in its own setting and world you know there are very few actual sequels in the Legend of Zelda, the Wind Waker got a sequel. Majora's Mask was suddenly sealed to Orca- or Ocarina of Time. Um, that's it, right? 
Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that game's, so, that game's so different, I don't even connect it. Yes, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. So three. Yeah. Three games. Um, and, and even then, like, the sequels are so different from everything else. Phantom Hourglass was totally different from Wind Waker. Majora's Mask played entirely different from Ocarina of Time, and Tears of the Kingdom had multiple new things that separated it from Breath of the Wild. So they have the out to say, we're not following the story, we're creating our own story within this world that ties various things together, which is something yep. that the other games have hinted at, including Breath of the Wild in the scene where Zelda is knighting Link as she references Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess and so on and so forth. So they have that out. How well they pull it off is anyone's guess at this point. <laughs> like, it's it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I think I think one out that they can do, and this does this does tie to plot, is I think they need to reference all the dungeons, but they can do it in a Rolodex. So like a really cool like Rolodex of action sequences. So like Link in the Forest Temple, then he as he kills a monster, they did a really epic transition. Now he's in the Water Temple because the Water Temple sucks and Link almost drowns. But he <laughs> Because that's what Link needs to do. And then he's in the, you know, the fire temple, and then he's going through the desert temple. And, you know, you see that he is really making the journey. You only spend, like, say, like a minute or so in these temples just to highlight how Link is pushing through. You show him, like, the hook shot, the boomerang, the mirror shield, or the the megaton hammer. I always like the megaton hammer. Uh, you know, all of these ones. You show, you show some of the bosses that he fights and whatever. And that could take up, say five six minutes of the movie and it might be the highlight of the film but at least you're showing that he's not just going to like one temple the worst thing they could do is say you need to go to this one place yeah, oh, no 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 yeah no, no. you gotta go to this one place and get an item and then you're done and then they like spend like say 20 minutes there you know don't do that because that's not what legend is no zelda game has ever been about going to one place okay not even unless the, you're not, speed running breath of the wild, <laughs> breath of the wild. or Jesus kingdom for that matter yeah <laughs> um, you know, and technically Majora's Mask doesn't apply to that because there was the uh, there was the regions outside of Clocktown, all yep. right. Mm-hmm. But show the Rolodex, show Link traveling to all these places, and then you can fill up the rest of the movie with Link in. Gosh, where would you start him? Like that's a big question. Um, would you do the Kokori Forest? You could. Would you do like uh, where did he start in Breath of the Wild? Oh, he was he was a, he was a hero. He was already in the the service of Zelda then. Right? Yeah, he was already like a knight. <laughs> which you could do. That might be the easiest option. Like you know, which would put him in direct contact with Zelda off the yep. bat. You know, like not unlike uh uh Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, yep. Yeah, with his nice big blue scarf that was <laughs> there. Okay, um, it existed. <laughs> yeah, it ex- it existed. It sold a million copies. You know, something yeah. something happened. Um, and then of course, uh, Age of Calamity was was beautiful, but you know they they have options, but they need to use them wisely while while respecting the lore and like you said, Scott putting in their own lore, which they have the option to do. Yep. It's just it's a this is gonna be such a tricky balance. Cause too much and it's gonna be it's gonna go over people's heads and there won't be enough time for the action. Too little and it's gonna not feel like a Zelda game. Yep. Alright, uh next up let's talk this this is another tricky one. Characters. <laughs> we obviously know the three that have to be in there. Link, yes. Link, Zelda and Tingle. Um <laughs> 
kidding. By the way, I did find who said who wants to be Zelda. It's uh, Hunter Schaefer. And if that name sounds familiar, she's from Euphoria. Huh. Yeah. I want to make a Euphoria joke, but I will not. <laughs> she said, I love the game personally. I played it as a kid, and I still play it now. Who knows? That would be pretty cool. And just looking at her picture, I think she could do it. And yeah, I, she definitely kind of did. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, yeah. Not, she's, not, she's not bad. I mean, she's going to get the pointy ears, obviously. She's already got the blonde hair. I think she's got a nice Zelda face. What the, what the heck that means? <laughs> um, just saying. Like, let's be honest. There's like, there's three different kinds of Zelda. There's like the Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess Zelda, where she's always in like the royal garb. Then you got Princess Twilight, uh, 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 Princess. Dang it, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, which is like the more, what do you want to say, commoner, yeah, um, the yeah. More scientific, um. Less regal, let's call it the less regal yeah, Zelda. That, and then you got that's... Petra. <laughs> there is, We're getting Petra, no aren't we? No. <laughs> yeah, regal, less regal, Petra. <laughs> and yes, I know Petra gets transformed later, but no, everyone prefers Petra to Zelda in in in, in uh, uh, Wind Waker. You know it's yeah, true. Yeah, it's okay. true. It's true. All right. Uh, so, aside from Link, Zelda, and Ganon, who do we put in the movie? Okay, if anything else, like I feel like naturally you gotta have to involve the princesses one way or another, like Saria, uh, Princess Ruto, like like of course they gotta you gotta have um oh shit oh uh, remind me again I'm sorry the girl in the Lon Lon Ranch um Marin Ma Marin thank you thank you thank you yeah it's just, you gotta of course you gotta have, naturally have the ladies in, in there just because like, they are pivotal in some of the stories especially with this whole sages if anything else that's i feel like those, those things you have to include in one way or another and um you think and i feel like as as i think i mentioned before like navi is definitely kind of also pivotal in, in a sense like aside from from like the whole meme of like Navi being the well navigator, and you have to go have someone to guide. guide don't him, say, but... "Hey, listen, listen." <laughs> <laughs> so and like, of course, naturally, like the staple characters, like the Great Deku Tree, you gotta have that in some way or another. The maybe the owl, in a sense, but doing some way CG form, like. Obviously, you gotta have those characters some way or another. And of course, naturally, once you have, if you have Princess Zelda, you gotta have Sheik, of course. Like, well, or, not, or, or, not, or not. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like Sheik is is not that. Sheik is only important in the Ocarina of Time story. Yeah, it's not like, actually. Especially in, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Zelda was Zelda, period. Like, right, right, right. So, right. So, Sheik isn't as uh, too important, to say the least, unless, like, in the Ocarina of Time storyline, right? So, yeah. I mean, those are the characters that pretty much uh, pop up in my mind right now. Like, again, the, the ladies, the Navi, the Great Deku Tree. I mean, those are pretty much the only ones that... And, of course, now you got to have your Mario and Luigi cameos one way or another, in a sense. So, probably <laughs> that. Again, this is another tricky one, because with the lore, there are a lot of characters they could pull from. That was actually something I didn't like about the IGN trailer is that they had that one random character and he goes, I look at the hero of time. I'm like, who the heck is that supposed to be? <laughs> like, who's that random dude who, who looks like a poor man's Faramir? Um, <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, you know, they got to be careful with that. I would prefer that they focus on the characters that are established in one form or another. Uh, the, the great Deku tree. 
I totally could see that being used, especially in the early ones. Um, like whether they put him into Kakori Forest or as a knight in Zelda's care and they have to run into the forest and meet the Great Deku trait, you know, that that's very simple to pull off. Um Marin, Malin, uh Gabor Gabora, you know, there are there are ones that they can use. Uh we'd obviously need to see the Gorons, the Zora and the, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in some yes. fashion. Uh what characters specifically they use, they I'd say they could get away with not using the ones we know because again each world is different like darunia is in ocarina but urbosa is in breath of the wild and yeah. both of them are, are iconic in their own ways um only show ruto if we have to carry her in the in the we could see link throw ruto somewhere <laughs> exactly like that that's part of the rolodex like he's fighting with the megaton hammer on uh, Death Mountain, and he hits the ground. The dirt comes up, and all of a sudden, we see him in the Water Temple carrying Rudo around. <laughs> nice little shocks her up the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, don't. They need to be careful, and for the love of all, Atoli, do not make Harem Link. All right. We, do we don't not need, need Harem Link. <laughs> we do not need Harem Link from Ocarina of Time and certain other games. You know. You know. Um, <laughs> like I didn't. I didn't realize it until I beat Ocarina of Time again. I was just like. Wow, Link did have a harem, didn't he? Um, <laughs> they even say it. Okay, I'm just saying they specifically say certain things. Like, Everybody like that Link. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Link. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> you know they gotta have the species in there. Um, which the, the the main three are are the Gorons, Gerudo, and Zora. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Deku Deku Tree is his own character, so that that's that's fine. Um. I wouldn't mind seeing the king, like yeah. Zelda's father. Yeah. Uh, he's had a few incarnations over the years. Uh, king of Red Lions, King Roram from Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, and all that. So that would be a that could be a nice foil. They, one of the plot lines could be Ganondorf killing the king, which forces mm -hmm. Zelda and Link to act. You know, something simple, very fantasy esque. Um, again, this is another tightrope situation because if they add too many new characters. People are going to go, why didn't she just do this? Why didn't she add this character? Why didn't she add this character? Where's Tingle? Uh, you know. <laughs> Does anyone are... actually want Tingle? There is always going to be somebody. <laughs> there is always somebody, Scott. You know, Unironically. No. <laughs> and it will probably be voiced by, by Chris Pratt. Um, no, it would be hilarious, though, if Miyamoto did get, like, Gerard to be Tingle. <laughs> Gerard? Just because he gave Gerard the Tingle outfit. <laughs> right, I remember. Yes, he, Gerard did have the Tingle outfit. Yes. Never know. We trust at this point. Weirder things have happened. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, it's it's about balance, but they they absolutely have to have the main three, the and then the main three species or races uh, of the of the world, and then honestly, they can get away with a minimalist cast. I really, oh, sure, sure, sure. I really yeah, think yeah, yeah. that. And whether it's Navi or Kapoor Gabora to be like the spirit guide, if you will, that could help with Link not talking a lot. And that, that would also help with the Rolodex because the less characters you have, the less you have to like build them up, especially for a movie like this where you are going to be theoretically doing a lot. Um, so, yeah. I, this might be a less is more situation, which is the opposite of the Mario movie where they threw like every character they had into the movies. Peach, Bowser, Luigi, Donkey Kong, Cranky Kong, all the Kongs, every Kong, Yoshi at the end. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, 
Kyle Koopa, all of them. They he threw they threw like all the characters. This is yeah, just they like, threw hey, a we lot. got everybody. Everyone is here. Except Daisy. Waluigi somewhere. No. <laughs> yeah, Daisy, Daisy, and the, Daisy and the Waz were not there, but everybody else. So, all right, what about you, Scott? Who do you think is like outside of the big three? Who do you think they absolutely need for character-wise for the for the movie? I, I do agree that I would have at least someone from the Gorons, the Zora, and the Gerudo. Um, I do wonder if they would want to bring in some of the other characters, like the bird characters from Breath of the Wild in it or not. I do think we should have the Great Deku Tree. I don't think Tingle is important. <laughs> Maybe you could just have him in the background if you really want to, but I don't think he should really matter. <laughs> um... But I don't want to have too many characters. I don't want to pull off the Mario just in, because there's always going to be too much that no, that's one of someone's favorites not going to get enough screen time or whatever. So I would just wish that we had a more tight cast. So I think just having like four or five extra characters with maybe having like, I don't know, a shot of like overviews of having... A lot of characters in that like there's a bunch of zora there's a bunch of gorons bunch of dekus bunch of um gerudo <clears throat> having someone like that but i also don't think i'd have too many characters so i think i'd have like one of each species as a focus i wouldn't mind having a princess ruto but <laughs> i also don't know if i'd want her either <laughs> Very few people want Princess Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> no. This is it's it, it's a tightrope. This this whole movie, it's because it's live action, is a tightrope that they are going to have to constantly balance. And if you if you reread if you sorry reread the original post by Miyamoto, he says that they've been working on this movie for years. Yeah, you know wh whatever that means in this case and you know that that means that they definitely didn't want to rush things and that's fine i'm glad but that doesn't mean they're out of the woods just yet so we shall see yeah yeah and obviously there was stuff we didn't get to talk about like the action sequences <laughs> and just the overall feel of it, like aesthetic wise, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Because obviously, there's been a lot of different kinds of visual styles for Zelda over the years. Yep. So. Yeah, like of course, naturally, we could always go for the medieval route, but it has been done so many times over. And futuristic only... Zelda, no. <laughs> right. Okay. But yeah, that'd be funny. Navi is an but AI. <laughs> here's hoping. Oh God, here's hoping not. But like, you're going to go. But the last question I only have here before we ended up is like, when you expect to have this, have at least the teaser trailer to be released out? Like, I expect it to be at least maybe may at best. Perhaps at the earliest is maybe like three years tops. Maybe we get something at least. I feel like so. At least the, like now with me announcing that they are working on it for years now. Like maybe they got something like I don't know a teaser image or a teaser trailer of some sort. I feel like at earliest maybe three years time. Maybe it depends. Um, again, it just depends on how far they are right now. And one thing we forgot to mention, sorry, was that this is not being made by Universal. It's actually being made by Sony Pictures. <laughs> Yep. 
Yeah, and, Apple distributing it, yes. I know. The I real mean, Sony Nintendo collab we needed. Oh. Yes! Uh, <laughs> dang straight. And they're both co-funding it. They are going in 50-50 on this one, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. But, um, it really just depends on how how far they are already. And yes, they've already got their... Uh, they, got, they got the director, they got the producers, that's fine, and there's already hints on the casting, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, but, you know, it they, they still got a ways to go. They still got a ways to go, and so if if it comes out by 2026, just to go piggyback off a golf wheel, okay, but we'll see. There's a lot. There's so much speculation here. We could do, like, another hour just talking about how this game, or sorry, this movie, this live-action movie <laughs> should look and feel and sound. No Chris Pratt. None. Not at all. <laughs> Real question. Are we going to get, like, three Zelda games once the movie's done? No. <laughs> oh, back to back to back. <laughs> well, well, theoretically, you could get uh, a remake, like Link's Awakening. You could get the next game of the the main series because we we know there's not going to be a Tears of the Kingdom DLC or a sequel, so it's just yep. the next title. So they're already working on it now. So let's go remake. Let's go next title, and then Link's Crossbow Training Two. <laughs> ah. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, wait. Legend of Zelda ninety nine. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I'm gonna fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with. That you know it's gonna happen though. Uh we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. What do you think needs to happen for the Legend of Zelda movie to succeed in live action? Characters, looks, sounds, whatever. Let us know what you think. And also, what do you feel about the Nintendo Switch sales? Are you happy that the console's moving well as well as Pikmin 4 and Mario Wonder? What do you think of the new Splatfest and are you praying like us that uh the Game Awards has two Nintendo nominees and no Starfield? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Warriable, I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag. <laughs>